we listen to the sounds of Run DMC, we want to welcome all of our listeners back to the holiday edition of Giving to the Points podcast, along with me is Mr. Odell. I'm Mr. Cox. Mr. Odell, it's been two weeks. What have we learned? Yes, it has. The last two weeks, what have I learned? I have learned that there's been no college football, and uh, all we've got left is uh, soccer. That's all we've got left for a couple more days. You shouldn't uh, say all because you've got a very good vested interest. As we could, let's go over this and, and tell the listeners and viewers about our obviously we've talked about our World Cup contest that uh, Mr. Cox has put together so so nicely for us. You are in contention to win uh, the pool with uh, Argentina, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I have Argentina. Got it. So. For those that don't know, we've got eight guys. We threw in 20 bucks each, winner take all, uh, no second place. Second place, you can go do whatever. Uh, you can cry in your oatmeal. Uh, I, actually, Cox Jr., my son, has France, and Odell has Argentina. So it comes down to a little uh, pregame before the 1 p.m. kickoff for NFL. We've got 10 a.m. soccer on Sunday. Uh, we'll see who wins it. Well, Mr. I was going to ask him, you know, he, he 80 bucks is a whole lot to a little fella. Would he want oh, to chop? You want to chop it with a sixth grader? Come would, on. Would he want to chop? I mean, I, that, I, that's the, that's the fair thing to do is I'm giving, I'm giving the little fella 80 bucks. I tell you what, I'll have to approach him with that, uh, that offer, make him an offer. He can't refuse. He, he might be game for it. He, he would rather win 80 than lose. Yeah, not have anything. So that's, that's I mean, that would be a call. great Christmas gift, and that yeah. way I don't have to worry about winning or losing. Well, I, think, I just pocket the eighty and move on with my business. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 kept it pretty interesting. I mean, I guess for the people that don't really watch soccer that much, it's kind of given us a vested interest and in, and in rooting for certain countries that we would never even dream of rooting for. So yep, give me some World Cup reactions. I know you're not the biggest soccer fan, but what have you thought so far? You know, I I tell you, it it gave me something to do during the weekday. You know, Absolutely. typically when I'm working from home, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't have the TV on or I'm watching something in the background. And I caught myself watching it and rooting for for players and rooting against players. Um, I, I wanted to see Ronaldo cry. Um, so I got I got that wish. Right. Um, Messi is just a beast. Um, Mbappe's unbelievable. Um, and he's young. So my son is a huge Mbappe fan. And, you know, even before the world cup for two years, he's been talking about Mbappe. Mm -hmm. Um, and people, uh, teams like Croatia, you catch yourself rooting for that. You never thought you'd root for ever. So I, I find it interesting. I don't think it, you know, would ever take the place of, you know, football, Right. No. You know, I mean, it's it's just a different sport, but I see where people would get interested in it, and I, I'm, I kind of like it. I yeah. don't hate it. It's interesting, and I think you've nailed it right on the head. We've got these 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. kickoffs for us, you know, cutters over on the other side of the world, but it gives us something to, like, look at our phone from time to time during the workday, so it doesn't make yeah. it so monotonous. So I think maybe if it were on this side of hemisphere, yeah, hemisphere, I don't yeah. think we'd be invested as much to watch. I think it's kind of cool that it's during a work day. So, yeah, that's well, my two my, cents. My son was telling me that 
Um, they have Premier League games on Sunday mornings. Yes. Like at 9 a.m. Yep. Um, and I, I never pay much attention. You know, he does. And I thought, well, that's mm-hmm. that's not bad. And we, we started basketball two weeks ago. So we've been playing hoops three oh, nights yeah. a week, three nights a week. Um, nice. So th- um, between that and soccer and soccer and football, we've, we've kind of been busy. I hear you, man. Odell, you're trying to bring this kid to, uh, to become a tri- triathlon athlete, all kinds of sports. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you think, I know, of course, the USA men's soccer team had a fairly early exit. I mean, they got to the next round kind of by default, but do you think yeah. that Americans are gaining more interest in soccer with this World Cup moving forward? You know, I don't think Team USA is gaining any traction. Right. I think international soccer will. Um, one, one of the things that I noticed as, as I watched Team USA is that we don't have a star. We yeah, can manufacture one. Like, you know, we, we tried to, I think his name is Pulix or Pulsilic or whatever yeah, his name it. is. Yep. He is not a star. He is he is a manufacturer. This is the, this is the the best we have. I mean, the, yeah. The, this is like pointing at the Iowa defense and saying, "Just take one." I mean, oh. because they're all the same, right? That's a good call. They're, yeah, they're, they're all the same. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have we don't have in America a star um, like we used to. Like back in the day, we had uh, Kobe Jones and we had Lexi yeah. Lawless and we had. Uh, Tony Miola, if you remember, he was wow. uh, the goalie, goalie. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who used to play. Uh, he walked on for some NFL teams and was a punter and shit. Really? Yeah, he tried to walk on you know the yeah. NFL. Um, okay. So we had we had some of those guys you know twenty years ago that were stars, hmm. um, and now we we don't have that. We yeah. just don't have a star. That's interesting because I think if anything, I've watched pretty. Uh, constant the the games of the last eight and 12 years of course it's every four years and i've noticed that there is certain athletes that kind of stand out on those countries like the mbappe the messi the uh, uh the dude from portugal i can't think of him but what's ronaldo. the guy you, you wanted the same cry yeah uh, cristiano ronaldo there you go ronaldo uh you know I, you're right certain countries have these athletes that are already making you know uh making waves on the the Europeans, their, their regular club team stage. Yeah. Um, and I think that they all, sh- and we have nobody really. I mean, we've got some guys that play MLS and a few guys that play in the European league, but um, I, I, I'm acting like I'm talking, know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I noticed that uh, we don't have a LeBron of the USA soccer team, it seems like. We could, though. We, could. we very well could. Yeah. If our list comes to fruition tonight, we could. Yes, so I'm glad we are doing this. It's a little something different. Um, so you brought this idea. So thinking of all the wonderful athletes and the major sports, you know, your hockey. Well, we're not going to talk about hockey, I think. Uh, basketball, football, and baseball. We've got lots of athletes to offer to throw them into the soccer field. So let's make a competitive team, not a, a full lineup, but we're going to talk about the five American athletes that we could throw on a soccer field and make it a competitive team in the World Cup uh, in four years. So this is a good idea. It's kind of an imaginative idea. So I'll let you pave the way. What is your fifth American athlete? 
Number five, we're going to put Giannis at goalie. Okay. We're going to shove the seven-footer back there. He's long. He's lanky. He can. He's going to take up and get big, as they say, on every soccer game. Right. And uh, he's going to stop some goals for us. See, I was hesitant to put him in here because maybe I had a misunderstanding of the 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 rules, but I thought he was Greek-born. Is he not? Well, maybe, maybe so, but, but he plays NBA basketball. Right, okay, so he plays in the NBA. He's fair game to throw on this imaginative yeah. team. I got you. Yeah. So, all right, that, I mean, that that's who I thought would be a perfect – so I was thinking that same line that you were thinking. I mean, that's a perfect goalkeeper. Long would keep, you know, a, a majority of the goal protected, so that's a good call on that one. Um, with defense, I'm going to start with – the NFL. Why not start with the biggest, baddest MFers out there? I'm going to take a few years back and take JJ Watt of a few years ago, a combination of speed and size, or even an okay. Aaron Donald to be a defender on the back line. I would not want to run into those two SOBs. So give me a combination of a JJ Watt, Aaron Donald defensive lineman for a okay. defender. See, I went for my number four, I went the same route as you did. Okay. But I want Derrick Henry back there playing defense. Ah, okay. No, he's fast. He's not going to take any bullshit from anybody. He's going right. to run over people. He's going to get thrown out because he's going to play rough. Right. But just imagine him back there playing defense with Giannis. It would be insane. There'd be a few yellow and red cards, I'm sure. Well, I think it takes two yellows or red to get thrown out. So, um Okay, good call. That I mean, that's that's my boy. I love Derrick Henry, man. Great player and uh, just a freak athlete. I'm going to put somebody that we may have not stumbled upon. I'm not the biggest baseball fan at all, but I can respect versatility when I see it. And I'm talking about Otani. This guy is the most versatile athlete. Maybe we have in all four major sports. You know, he's pitching, he's playing outfield, he's hitting like a son of a bitch. So give me a. What's his first name? I, I forgot. Shohani uh, Otani? Shohani Otani. You know, he's from Japan, right? <laughs> yeah. oh, I thought he was American. I, I thought he was. I read he's from uh, California. No, I'm serious. I think he's from California. I, read I thought he was from Japan. Well, our, we'll have to go back to the uh, the rule of the judges. I'm going to look. Here. I mean, he can be on our list, but I'm going to look it up. We'll have uh, a, I, a I really did. Asterisk next to that. Yeah, I, I'm almost certain he's from California. I, I thought I would read it. But, uh, yeah, I just think his versatility would be a great kind of a uh, jack. Like yes. a, uh, Swiss he was Army born actor. in Japan. Son of a bitch. Yeah, he, may, he probably played baseball in in that's, California. That's what I'm thinking. Probably like the Pacific ball. League or something. But he, he, but he, he was born in Japan. But, okay. but that doesn't matter. I, it just took me off guard because you said you <laughs> didn't want Gianni, Gianni right. on your team. So, so here we're rolling out the Japan guy. We we both had asterisk players. So we'll move on to your uh, third American. All right. I want Henry Ruggs the third. Oh, for Christ! Uh, and I and I tell you, he runs a four-two, and no one's going to miss him in the M NFL. <laughs> I mean, he, it's not like he'll be missed. So he's just kind of rotting there in prison. So let's roll him out there to the soccer team. Wow, uh, you caught me off guard with that one. Uh, he is. He's. What is he in? Is he in for life or how yeah, long is he in for? He ain't getting out. Ain't uh, I don't think they. I don't think they sentenced him yet. But he ain't getting out. You know what's funny? I was doing a. Uh, 
uh, what is it called when you do a rip uh, football online? Uh, I'm losing my train of thought. When you rip cards and you get involved, you pick a team and you you pay yeah. for that team and you get all, yeah, all the teams about. or players. So someone said when he picked rugs, he's like, you know what we do? We get Henry Ruggs. He just ripped it in half and he gave the guys money back. So yeah, it wasn't a big time card. It was just a common card, but I thought it was uh, entertaining. Um, let me move to back to NFL. Uh, uh, another freak athlete. Instead of Giannis, I think he could be a good goalkeeper. He's just big, lengthy, and when he does get the ball from the goal, he could throw it over midfield to his teammates, and that's one Josh out. I think he's just a okay. freak in the football field. Uh, big dude. I want to say 6'4", maybe, maybe taller. Uh, yeah, 6'4", so 6'5". Six, six, yeah, definitely take uh, him as my goalkeeper. Okay. Hey, got for number two? Number two, LeBron James. This is selfish. We would uh, only have to hear about that motherfucker every four years. <laughs> we, oh, um, okay. There we go. We, we wouldn't hear about him every day. I wouldn't have to hear his politics. I wouldn't have to hear him lobby for anything. We just wouldn't hear about him, but for every four years. So I knew there had to be it. a reason Something. behind that. Oh, yeah. And I know you pretty well that we both hate LaFlop. We're going to call Yeah, we can't stand him. Uh, yeah, that's a good call. Just to, to specifically paint him in a corner, so to speak. Um, my number two, I'm going to go with another speed element, um, another freak athlete. I can guarantee at least because he jumps so high, at least one header goal every game. That's John Morant. That dude is nasty on the NBA basketball okay. court. So I will take him on my soccer team any day of the week. Yes, I agree. My number one, Tyreek Hill, the cheetah. How, how can you not have wow. the cheetah number one? He's the, he's the fastest guy I've ever seen. Right. And if he if he can maneuver past NFL DBs like he can, I'm sure he can do that with a soccer ball with some practice. So I yeah. want Tyreek Hill. That's my number one as well, man. Without a doubt, we when we made this list, I had five, four, three, two, and then one way up top. So you know, again, the cheetah, maybe the fastest athlete in history in all the four major leagues, you know, outside yeah. of track and field, obviously Usain Bolt. I'd like to see a race between those two, to be honest. God, that would be I, that would be hyped up pretty good. That would. I would pay um, per view to see that. I have a note here specifically. You know, we're not building this team to win citizenship awards, so we're not going to have Tyreek specifically on that, like the white kid on the uh, basketball team to get the GPA up. <laughs> uh, but he could beat you to every 50-50 ball on the soccer field with his speed. So, yeah, um, that, that was a – we know we didn't really talk about this before, but I kind of had a feeling we were going there. We were we were meeting in the middle with uh, Mr. Hill. So uh, once again, that's our top five American athletes we would place on a soccer team to make it competitive in the next World Cup. Um, so let's get into a little football. Um, yes, we had some things happen the last two weeks. We've had our conference championships come and go. What happened, what we thought was going to happen, happened. So we can kind of put that on the back burner. We're going to talk about college bowl season, our bowl extravaganza. We're going to talk about our five favorite games coming up. However, a couple of things have happened. Unfortunately, uh, a, a coach is not really known for how well he won, but just his tactics. And one Mike Leach, yeah. surprisingly, uh, passed away at yeah. 61. Is that true? 61 years old, man. He and yeah. he looked 81. He looked every yeah, he day did. of 81. He, yeah, he did. lived a hard life. So he had a heart attack, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. Heart issues. Yeah. And 
Of course, he was uh, known for his love of pirate and everything related to pirates. He was nicknamed the pirate, if I'm not mistaken, and had uh, a couple good runs at uh, Texas Tech, I think, is when the first time I noticed him. And then Washington yeah. State, and of course, most recently Mississippi State. They started struggling, but then they started gaining some speed momentum uh, with his uh, high potent offense. So thought he is definitely worth a mention there uh, related to fans. Yeah, that was that was certainly sad. He uh, he was one of the more entertaining coaches with his interviews, and yes. you know he was the coach that had uh, one of the players as he was coaching for Texas Tech. I don't remember if you remember this, but he had one of the players drop a fake play card on the field during warmups. I know. Uh, you're you're telling me the way your the expression on your face tells me you you haven't heard this story. So I don't think so. I heard it before, but I heard it again this week. So okay. when he was when Leach was at Texas Tech, they were playing Texas, and it was a it was one of those real jazzed up games where Texas Tech had to win. They they had they had struggled against Texas. Mm-hmm. So during warmups, they gave a fake playbook, like a play card. You know how the player, the coaches say, all right, yeah. here are the first 10 plays we're going to run. Right. He gave the player a fake one. And as they were leaving the um the field, he had the player drop it on the field. <laughs> Texas Somebody, one of the Texas coaches sees this, picks it up, hmm. sends it to their play, their their coaches up oh, in the, the booth, coordinator. the coordinator. Yeah, they yeah. they start looking at it. They say this: these are the plays that they're going to run, hmm. and they change their defense accordingly. And wow. before the first ten plays were over, Texas Tech was up like seventeen to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, I mean. If he did that on purpose, which it sounds like he did, that's a pretty genius idea. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so, beyond coaching strategy right there. That's just getting in someone's head mentally, you know. But I loved his interviews. You know, I, there's a lot. Uh, we, we, we talk about TikTok a lot on this show because mm-hmm. you hate it. But he's no, he's man. been on TikTok a lot. Um, even before this, a lot of his interviews and stuff, um, a lot of the sports-related stuff and – People asking him about, you know, what would you do? What would you advice would you give people that are getting married? And he he just rattles off a bunch of funny ass shit. So really good guy. He's he's gonna be missed in the college football world. Yeah, I always called him Bobby Knight Light. He would always have these outrageous things to say in interviews, um, yeah. post-game conferences, but he didn't have that uh, R-rated humor and, and language like Bobby Knight, but he yeah. kind of looked like him too. It's kind of weird thinking about it. Um, so yeah, I just thought we should bring that up for sure. Um, yeah. So I wonder who's going to get the Mississippi state job. I guess it's not a real uh, sought after position, but I'll tell you what is, and that's the Colorado position. Of course, of Jeez. the PAC 12, uh, they're, they're the cellar dwellers of the PAC 12 for the last few years. And of course they, uh, they wouldn't hire someone by the name of uh, Mr. Deion Sanders. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's the most brilliant hire I've ever heard. You know, I was calling for him to get the Auburn job. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he would have done really well there. And it's come out here recently that a lot of the notables that have went to Auburn, Charles Barkley, uh, Bo Jackson, mm-hmm. 
tip the hat to Dion and say, that's who we want. And they didn't go that direction. They went somewhere else. Now, Colorado's got them, which mm -hmm. leads me to a little trivia question. Oh, great. You know, a little college football trivia. I found this uh, today, and I was yeah. very interested. Uh -huh. um, it kind of kind of takes me to a place to where programs are falling apart. Okay. So I want you to tell me the top five schools that have the most players in the transfer portal right now. Top five schools, most players in the transfer portal. So players yes. who want to get out of that get, school. Get correct? the hell out. Yes. Okay. Without boring the audience, I'm going to try to just do this willy nilly. I've got to go Miami as top five. Yes. Okay. Um, number five. That would be number five. 15 would, players. Wow. That is a lot. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, man, I wish I had a list of uh, – let me just look down real quick. Uh, da, 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 just think about what, what big-time schools are falling apart. Uh, Texas? No. Hmm. But I'll, I'll save you. You got one of five, okay. which would be better than – which would have been oh probably about what I got. So Okay. Go number on. four, Oregon. At 15. Oh, got it. Wow. At 15 as well, Old Miss. Okay. Everybody, everybody's thinking that Kiffin's going to leave. Right, right. Um, Florida, 17 players. Wow. And at 21 players, Texas A&M. Interesting. Is, it, yep. is that – do you think that's because that they just had a horrible season and – or is it because well, possibility that you know, the coach is leaving? I, it, I can't speak from firsthand experience, but what I would say was that probably Jimbo Fisher's made some promises that he can't keep up oh. to players. Yeah. And he, he gets them into school lying to them. Mm -hmm. um, and then they end up sitting the bench and they're not going to sit the bench because they're four and five star guys. You know, they, they had – about a two-year run there to where they were the top five, you know, top five recruiting class at Texas right. A&M. They were pulling all these big four and five stars, and you, there's only 22 positions on the field hmm. at a time. So, you know, Florida, that goes without saying, their shit fell apart. Yeah, um, they're down to zero quarterbacks. I mean, there's more quarterbacks in this house right now that I'm at than there are on, at UF. So, I'm saying a whole lot, but I just thought that was some some interesting trivia that, that I saw today. That's crazy numbers to think that many athletes on one sports program are transferring. I, I think they need to get, get a hold of this uh, portal issue. It's just getting out of hand. Yeah. Interesting. I love trivia, man. Anytime you got something like that, I am your man for that. Uh, what I'm not your man for is wagers. Now, of course, we are done with our 14-week season-long wagering contest. Yes, this is our are. third annual. Uh, of course, we have side bet Saturday, and we've got year-long wagers. So let's recap this, man. Since we took a week off, we're back to talk about it. Uh, I'll start with me. Since I ended up losing, I had a buck to you know what, and I, I had a 10-team parlay. It would have got me 1500 I would have been back. I would have actually won if I hit it, but I didn't. So we'll move on to your side of things. Tell us how you did last week of the season. Well, if you could see, uh, we're, we're just winning. We're, we just win over here at my house. So uh, I, I can't even tell you. Here's what I do know is you owe me some money. Yes. You know, I mean, that's, I, I started off with, with uh, 
I think uh, a thousand. I ran it yeah. up to fifteen hundred, and I took some gambles. Took some huge gambles. Sure did along the way. Yeah. I had a, a, a couple thousand dollar gambling weekends just to try to put you out of commission, and didn't do it. But you know what? I won twenty bucks. So would you kind of walk us through side bet Saturday, and uh, we had some some year long wagers. Yeah. I, I think I'm not sure, but I think you owe me a little bit of cash. All right, so Odell won our season-long regular 14-week contest. That's 20 bucks net. Uh, he ended up with 1500 Obviously, at zero. Now, side bet Saturday, you ended up losing just one the last week, Clemson, North Carolina, over, which I surprised that it didn't hit, over 63. So I got it down to where you're up 16 bucks on side bet Saturday. Good. And for our year-long wagers, I believe we made this before the first week. Um, Iowa's defense, I thought, would score more points in three games than the offense. That didn't happen, I think, once or maybe twice. You won five there. Uh, however, you bet that a non-QB would win the Heisman, so I won five there. Now, now, hold on there. Hold, time out. Time out. Yeah. I, I want to stop there. That, that's a good topic. Did you watch this Heisman bullshit? I did not, but if you did, please let me know how you feel. Okay, about it, that's all. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't watch the show. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing: not one of those four people should have won a Heisman. Mm -hmm. If you look at the Heisman this year versus the Heisman of the last twenty-five, minus one or two, you had some. You, you've you've had some that I didn't really think should have won it, like a Jason White for Oklahoma. Right. I'll throw him out there and. Yeah. A, a hypel. I didn't think he should have won. These four, these four cats that they trounced up on stage like a beauty pageant was was not the Heisman. Give the Heisman to who deserved it, which was B. John Robinson from Texas. Yeah. Um, that's who I thought deserved the Heisman. Now they had a losing record or, or a shit record, I, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, I thought Corum did himself in. He had a shot, but he got hurt. Yeah, but those those four quarterbacks they rolled up there were for shit. So yeah, you're right, and it's it's all about if you look at those teams, their teams in contention in the top 25. It's, you know, Bijan Robinson on a 500 Texas team. Uh, actually, Corum is in contention with Michigan, so that could have been if it wasn't for his injuries. But you know, you have a good point. It should have been possibly a non-QB. It's just the QB is that glamorous position that just always yeah. gets the attention, man. And it'd be interesting for us to comb through the last, let's say, 10 to 20 Heisman voting and see what other second, third, and fourth place uh, winners or vote-getters would be better than this year's result. Yeah. You know, I bet we could find a handful of them. Yeah, uh, I, for sure, for sure. Yeah. You know, that's – and that's that's kind of what I was hoping when we made the bet that would come mm -hmm. down to some a bunch of you know players that just mediocre quarterbacks. Yeah, they just like, were. I mean, because they were, they certainly weren't the most entertaining. Yeah, um, and, uh, the the Smith. most entertaining. Yeah, Smith. You know, Hooker for for a little while was was doing real good. You got right. Cam Rising. He is the Walmart version of Gardner Minshew. He's out there doing, doing some great shit. value. The great value, you know. So equate. <laughs> that's, a, oh, that's another one, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we washed on there five and five, and then 
for some reason, I thought Addison for USC would lead the nation in either receiving yards or touchdowns, if not both. So I was confident. I originally bet five, bumped it up to 10 <laughs> after the first few weeks. He was just going off, and then, hey, he gets hurt. So you won 10 there. Um, and in Illinois, the, maybe the, the biggest shot in the dark that I tried this year, Illinois to win the Big Ten championship game. You gave me five to one, which was the right thing to do. So I lost five there. So overall, Mr. Odell is up 15 on the year-long wagers. So you've got quite the cushion for the cushion there. Um, we're going to try to get some of that, recoup some of that back during the bowl season. And we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. Uh, any thoughts or comments about your uh, third your, – your, this is essentially a three-peat on our third season doing this. I'm going to give the mic to you. You know, it just feels good, America. And, and, you know, every every Saturday I sit yeah. down and, and uh, I just give out money to people. It's, it's like Nino Brown giving out turkeys at Thanksgiving. I feel really good about it. Um, you know, anytime there's a Nino Brown around, I, I, I just like helping people. And I tell everybody to sit down with your pen and your paper. I'm going to give you some money. And, and I do that every year. So I, I feel real good. It's my charitable thing to do. And uh, I'm looking forward to next season already. I wonder how many people you won money for this week. If, if you happen to have had a victory with Odell's picks, hit us up. Give me the points on either Twitter or Instagram. I'm dying to know if all of our millions of listeners and viewers, man, let us know. Especially Odell. He needs to feel better about himself uh, feel good and sleep tonight so oh, uh, if you could let us know so let's transition now that we have Odell's winning out of the way and uh, let's see if Cox can win some back we're going to do a ten dollar uh, bowl extravaganza we are picking the same spread for all the games we're not going to bore you guys with all of the games we're going to kind of highlight um, you know three, four, or five, and we're looking forward to watching. Maybe the spread we think is a little off. So um, I'll, I'll give you honors that you won. Is it, what, what's one of the games that uh, is scheduled that you're looking forward to, excluding the CFP games? You know, I think, uh, I think the Clemson-Tennessee game is a sleeper. Hmm. Um, DJ Uglia-Guglia is transferred mm-hmm. out. He's no longer at Clemson. That's right. They're in the process of translating. So they've, they've right. got a quarterback that looked good the last couple of, of weeks. He did. Um, yeah. He'll get a full month of, of practice. Mm-hmm. They're going up against a Tennessee team that doesn't have a quarterback. They've got a lot of injuries. Um, they don't really have anything to play for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even a New Year's Day bowl this year. It's mm-hmm. December 30th. They're playing in, in Miami. So I'm liking Clemson in the six and a half. That's that's okay. one that I that I really like. Um, I think we both agree with this one, and, and uh, I think you're right about that. And especially Hendon Hooker's not playing. I mean, he's getting prepared for the draft here in a few months. So yeah, uh, Tennessee's just been plummeting in the last few weeks. So that's all the more I think I think Clemson will have a handle on that game. Um, I, I see this spread. I tell you what, before we jump to that one, I, I'm all over Alabama, as we both, I think, are. It's only yes. two and a half. Do you know something that I don't know? Is Bryce Young not playing? I'm trying to look up information here on it. I don't see anything about it. No, he. as far as I can tell, he is going to play. Okay. Um, and here's the thing about anybody that plays Alabama. You know they're going to come in pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know that Saban's going to work the dog shit out of them. There's going to be a lot of players that typically will play this game for Alabama that haven't got a chance to play all year long. Right. To try to make them happy and keep them out of the portal and start working on next year. Right. Alabama's going to curb stomp the shit out of – I don't care shit who they play, yeah. especially their opponent in that particular game. What is so? I mean, two and a half a field goal at least. I don't. I don't see how that's going to be an option to take Kansas State, even though they did look good towards the end of the season. Um, I like Bama without that. Anything else being said, I think you agree. Um, yeah. What's another game you got uh, teed up on your list there? You know, I like uh, Arkansas. Arkansas plays on the twenty eighth versus Kansas. It's Arkansas minus three. Okay. I really like that game. Arkansas, they do have something to play for. Um, Kansas has some players hurt. Right. Um, anytime one of those schools from the, the Big 12 go up against the SEC, it, it usually gets ugly. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of look at that as a sleeper. I don't know of any Arkansas players that have, have opted out. I haven't seen a whole lot. So I like Arkansas minus three versus Kansas. Okay. Um, you know, as our listeners and you know, I'm, I'm not about defense when it comes to college football. I love to see the points fly, the scoreboard with a lot of activity. And I think that's what's going to happen here in this uh, Gasparilla Bowl. We've got Wake Forest uh, favored by a point over Missouri. I think that all both teams can put it up. They don't play defense. Uh, this is Sam Hartman's probably last game, if I'm not mistaken. And he should get drafted. Um, I, I really like Wake Forest, although Missouri has come on hot. Um, they're, they've had peaks in the top 25, and I just noticed this. They're 6-6. Six and six. They are better than a 6-16 six and six team from what I've seen this season. So yeah. um, I like Wake Forest offense, and I had to pick something. I'd probably take the over in that one. So um, looking forward to the – where's it sounds? The Gasparilla Bowl. So, Gasparilla Bowl. Yes, sir. Uh, what else do you see? I, I see one more, and then uh, we can move on. You know, I would love to sit here and tell you that I, I'm looking forward to Penn State, Utah, oh. um, but I'm not. I, I'm not looking towards looking forward to the Rose Bowl. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, Penn State's playing all their players. We get to see Sean Clifford run out of the tunnel one more time. Oh, so I'm leaning sorry. towards Penn State. I know people are going to ask, but if I'm going to lay some money down, uh, I'm going to put my money on Kentucky getting two and a half points versus Iowa. Okay. Um, I don't know how Iowa's going to score because um, I have no offense. And uh, Kentucky, they've got Will Levis back there. And uh, he's been known to whip the ball around a little bit. And it's an SEC school. Right. So I, I kind of am leaning towards Kentucky. Okay. Get, getting two and a half. I like to hear that. Now, a small lean, but still a lean nonetheless. I just noticed this as we were discussing. They played in a bowl game last year, and Kentucky yeah. won twenty to seventeen. So that's kind of interesting that they're matched up again. Yep. Um, interesting. So, and both defenses are pretty decent. So I, I can see that easily. You know, the first team to score double digits might win that. So yeah, um, I like that. I like the outcome that you're predicting as well. Of course, being a pro Kentucky fan. Uh, the last game I'm going to highlight is another offense, pro offense, no defense. And I think we've uh, – I've kind of been riding the games that I did hit in our wager contest um, had South Alabama. For whatever reason, they are just explosive on offense. Uh, we know about Western Kentucky and what they can do. Uh, this is the Boca – excuse me, the New Orleans Bowl. So 
Western Kentucky, South Alabama, they're going to put a lot of points up. Uh, I think South Alabama is favored by four and a half. I think I took them. So we're going to post all of our picks of every game. I think there's like 42 bowl games, which is absolutely insane. Uh, the first one's tomorrow. We're doing this on uh, December 15th. So uh, we're going to meet back in uh, a few weeks after all the games, or a majority of them after the holiday, and uh, see where we stand with the uh, bowl contest. So we're going to throw 10 bucks each, see if I can recoup some of that money or if you're going to build on it. So, uh, Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. All right. When we, when we get together for uh, the, the pre-New Year's Day Bowl and have our podcast, I might give you, if, I, if, if I'm in the giving spirit, Okay. I might allow you to double down and get some of your money back uh, if you're behind. Yeah, I'm okay. Gonna, might allow you to press a little bit, as they say, on the on the course. So you're going to be play the role of Scrooge after he is met by the three ghosts, and I'm going to play the role of Bob Cratchit. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was uh, very organically said just now. Um, so. Where should we go from here? I mean, we've talked about bowl games. Do we do we want to do we have anything else we we missed before we cut ties here? Well, what do you want for Christmas? Yes, Christmas time. What, what is sweet. what does Jeff Cox want for Christmas? Man, that's a the sixty four thousand dollar question. Uh you know, this is something that I haven't really given thought about. I would love a damn pool. I mean, if we're talking unrealistic things, I've got a huge house, huge backyard, and I have no money to put in a new pool. So I would love a figure eight shaped pool, just a basic. You can walk in kind of the beach style. Little kidney. Um, Kidney pool? Kidney. Yeah, yeah, that's similar to kidney, but uh, with a top over it and some lounge chairs, man. That I know that's what the business was. But um, if we're shooting the stars, that. If we're not shooting for the stars, give me a box of Prism basketball or football to rip. I just love to rip through some sports cards, man. That's, that's okay. all I need. So, uh, what what about the Odell household? What are you looking? What well, you, you know, looking? I I asked for a date with Mrs. Garrett. I did. That's one of the okay. things that I asked for, and that's not going to happen. Um, I would just be satisfied with you know to be honest with you with a Penn State win. You know, okay. I. I I, I, I would like to see Sean Clifford uh, on the bench. I want to see what my offense is going to look like next year. I, I'm, I'm see, I'm so focused on next year's ability. I'll tell you what I really like though, is as I like my luck at the poker table to turn. I have, yes. I have had, uh, I've had three unfortunate weekends in a row. Now I can't complain. I've had, I had a, about a 22, 23 win streak going Right, but uh, you know when it hurts, it hurts around Christmas. So I just want my poker luck to turn around here Saturday and see if I can't put a little bit more Christmas under the tree. Yeah, that's what I'm asking for. You know, you've been completely honest about it, uh, as some poker players might not be. You know, you've you've obviously a gambler, uh, a good gambler tells about not just his huge winnings, but is also his lose losing days too. So. Uh, it's because more so the latter for you, which is not not uh, not the norm. So, you know, it's um, funny that uh, I, I start getting asked about uh, about nine o'clock every Saturday. My my friends know it's not going well when I'm not sending out messages on the old Twitter box or whatever right. the phones called. So, 
I always ask for our listeners, I always ask Osho every once in a while on Saturday night for a chip count. And uh, I tend to have silence when it's not going well for a while. And then he'll uh, send, I, at least I take it this way, a disgruntled text and a negative connotation and says, I'm down. That's all I hear from him. So, yeah, I'm down. Um, hopefully, the, uh, the Christmas poker gods can help you out during the holidays to put some Christmas cheer under that tree for your family. Um, do we have a fuck tart? Are we going to have one for the last? No, we, of the year? we got to. We we got okay. to. We we got to. Okay. Um, how do we not talk about? I'm, I'm not even going to call this guy. I'm not going to use the word fuck tart with this guy because it's right. it's borderline. But Kitna out of Florida, Jalen. How, how do you how do you be a quarterback in Division One football and know that next year you're going to be the starter? Uh, for a Division One football team, and be looking at little kids on your phone. I mean, I, I don't understand. Uh, I, I don't understand it, and I'm not, I'm not going to try to understand it. Um, but you're just a fucktard. I mean, I, that, that's all that I can say. I, I can't go into any more detail than that because it just hurts my head for people to make life decisions like that um, and then try to play it off like, well, I just I deleted it. <laughs> you dumb motherfucker, you shouldn't have downloaded it. You know, With I mean, all the opposite sex for him available in the fair city of Gainesville, Florida. Oh, Jesus. To go the other way and head for the playgrounds. Come on, Jalen. You're better. <laughs> yeah. You're better than that. that. That's a, just yeah. so he's just a fucktard. Kitten is the fucktard. So that we'll just leave it at that. He's our Christmas fucktard. And our final fucktard of the year, if we're gonna end it on that. So we will uh we will have some updates on bowl games, a World Cup winner here uh by Sunday morning. So we'll have a lot to to chew on and yeah, we'll find out uh if a little fella wants to oh, do a 50-50 split. I'll explain to my son, my 11-year-old son, the meaning of a chopped pot. So I will go in there and explain. He's going to get education on gambling tonight um, as it's uh, already 1045. He's probably asleep, so I'll have to hit him up in the morning. But That's all right. Uh, we appreciate everyone for always listening and watching. We will be back with more content. Of course, go to Instagram and Twitter. Follow us at Getting the Points. Give us a like. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can listen to us. You can watch us on YouTube. So uh, please feel free to share this with friends and family and the generous alike. Uh, we hope you enjoy your college football bowl season and the holidays. Odell, we'll see you next year. Soccer. It's no football. Argentina. Bye, guys. <laughs>